How much do you think a plate like this would be worth today? A lot. <laughs> oh man, in Illinois, I mean, there's there's some money out there. So, I mean, you're probably looking at mid six figures, if not more. Ooh, just because I didn't know how to fill out the paperwork. Yeah, that, I mean, that plate here, oh man, I would say you're seven or eight. Ooh, figures. so, well, so. at least I had some fun with it. Right. <laughs> and I had it on a great car, but it's a cool plate, right? All right, guys, so, as you know, I'm just coming off the Daniel Mack Legends Rally, and a big shout out to Daniel Mack and your whole team. You guys nailed it. Uh, and I met some amazing people, and one of those people that I kind of met through the whole Daniel Mack ecosystem was Michael the Plate Broker. And no, he does not sell dishes. Uh, Michael, what is a plate broker? Tell us a little bit about how you became the plate broker, and what does brokering license plates in 2023 really entail? Sure. Um, so. License plates in the aftermarket are a big business pretty much everywhere in the world except mm -hmm. the United States right now. Mm -hmm. And even in the US, there are some smaller markets that are growing. Uh, so it's a proven concept everywhere but here. Mm -hmm. And I felt that California was a perfect place to essentially bring that kind of competitive uh, exclusivity mm -hmm. and, and, and make it thrive here. Mm -hmm. uh, in 2015, California changed their rules to allow owners to essentially sell plates to one another mm. as opposed to you know if you sold a car or if you're leaving the state you couldn't hold on to your plate you'd have to give it back to the DMV mm -hmm. they changed that and so that rule alone created this opportunity for a market and I was like oh I figured someone would do it so and this was eight years ago mm -hmm. and no one did it and so I jumped on it cool so that's kind of where I was at that point. So this isn't something that's actually been around forever then. You're actually saying that there was like some legislation that changed in California that allowed this to kind of become a business. Um, so it, it really seems very emblematical to me. Uh, license plates uh, are very similar to kind of brokering domain names. Is, is that kind of what led to this business being put together? Yeah, I mean, I've always been a fan of things that once you own it, no one else can have, mm -hmm. right? You, know, you talk about art, you mm -hmm. talk about real estate and domain names, mm -hmm. phone numbers even, mm -hmm. things that are inherently unique by design and function. Mm -hmm. um, so when domain names were going around and, and you know people were buying those up on speculation, mm -hmm. the initial concept or people, excuse me, the initial reaction was, why are you doing that? That's kind of a waste of money. Mm -hmm. But for a $10 investment a year, you could park any kind of name that you felt would be worth something. Mm -hmm. And then back in, I believe in 20, 2001, there was a little bit of uh, cyber squatting laws in, enacted because they didn't want people buying you know, people's names or mm -hmm. things of that, that nature. But on the whole, people were able to speculate and invest in domain names. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at the person who bought fb.com, Mm -hmm. Do you think they knew back in the late 90s that Facebook would be a thing 10 years later? No, but they made $8 million on it. Mm -hmm. So it's that kind of concept as, okay, it's rare, it's short, it's memorable. Mm -hmm. It can be defining for your personality, for your business, for your brand. Mm -hmm. That's where the money is. Mm -hmm. And so with domain names, that's what I would do. I'd buy and sell domains. Mm -hmm. And this is the same idea. So would you say that your background in domaining and brokering domain names, do you think that had a, an effect on being able to launch this business and being successful at it? Yeah, for sure. Because you know, the, the question I always ask myself is if, if I had the money, would I spend it on 
this plate? Mm -hmm. And the answer is always yes. Mm -hmm. And so if I can't be the only, I can't be the only one that thinks mm -hmm. that way. You know, I can't be the only one that's very passionate about having something that's self-expression, that's mm -hmm. exclusive, that essentially is um, a status symbol in a way, mm -hmm. um, and something that over time I think will increase in value. So you said something really interesting to me. You said if you had the money, you would invest in some of these plates. Uh, tell me about some of the plates that you brought today, and let's take a look at these. Sure. Or the ones you brought, and let's, <laughs> let's talk about them a little bit. So this is the one that started it all. Okay. I don't know if you saw it on the back. This was actually the first plate NFT pairing ever made. And so we put the QR, or the, yeah, the QR code on the back, mm -hmm. you know, laser inscribed it. And it has the token ID. It has, you know, essentially all the information that comes with the NFT. Mm -hmm. So I came up with the idea of Plate Broker when NFTs were on the rise. Mm -hmm. And I had this plate. I had, I had left the state for a while, but before I left, I paid a 10-year retention fee mm -hmm. on this plate because California even said, like, we anticipate you might want to come back. Mm -hmm. So you should have your plates when you come back. Mm -hmm. So I paid the retention fee, held on to it. And as NFTs were growing, I was like, well... It's a perfect fit for essentially what license plates are. You could mm -hmm. have a digital, essentially a digital, um, excuse me, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a contract, like a smart contract. Yeah, yeah. I mean, essentially a digital yeah. certificate of authenticity mm -hmm. that shows the provenance, the ownership history. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what people value in mm -hmm. artwork, in collectibles, things like mm -hmm. that. And so that's what made this plate... Uh, in my opinion, the one that I wanted to go for. Mm -hmm. And also, I got lucky getting this plate. They don't make single-digit plates in California, so mm -hmm. it's only double digits, double characters. And this is one of 12 that are actually symmetrical pairs, right? Wow. So you have like 00, mm -hmm. XX, YY, mm -hmm. OO, things like, or I just said OO, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like double zero, um, AA, 88, mm -hmm. things like that that are, that are the rarest of the rare. Mm -hmm. And so this is what launched it all. And when I, when I released this plate, I released it with an, uh, an ETH value. Okay, Ethereum. Five, Ethereum value. Mm -hmm. It was low and then it ended up spiking to a point where every news agency was like, who's asking $24 million for a license plate? Mm -hmm. And so we ran with that number. Because mm -hmm. that number at the time, and even now, will still beat the world record that was set in 2008, mm -hmm. even adjusted for inflation. Okay, so what was the world record for the highest sold license plate. So back in 2008, mm -hmm. the world record price in US dollars was 14.3 million. Wow. 14.3 million US dollars mm -hmm. for the license plate number one in Abu Dhabi. Mm -hmm. um, it's the, it's a plate, it's the, sorry, the plate number five, it's a, they have a different series mm -hmm. in Abu Dhabi. So like you'll see like uh, a red number five, but the, the, main, the main thing is the number one. Mm -hmm. And so that plate, was at auction and a guy spent 14.3 million US. Do you know what car that they actually put that on? Uh, because it would be really funny if they bought, you know, this 15 or 20 million dollar plate and then threw it on a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> Fantastic, actually. <laughs> but I believe I've yeah. seen a photo of it on a uh, Pagani Zonda. Okay, but it's you, might, you, you might want to verify that. But I remember seeing like the rear end with the Zonda, the mm -hmm. four exhaust pipes. Super cool. So I think that's what it's on, or at least what it was on. Let's see uh, one of the other plates you got. What else? Sure. You I mean, if, if you're. Uh, superstitious Asian yes. or like and like re repetition mm -hmm. this is this was one of my dream plates as a kid wow and I didn't think I'd ever see it mm -hmm. 
but now I, I own it. That's so cool. 888. 888. And what does something like 888 go for in your opinion? Or 888 to me is one of those where it could be someone buying it based on like superstition. They love yeah. the number eight. They could throw eight million eight hundred eighty-eight thousand eight hundred eighty-eight dollars <laughs> at me just because okay. of that number. Yep. You know, they. I mean, add another eight. That'd be great. Yeah. You want to talk about like setting a ridiculous record that could never be broken? Mm-hmm. Like, or it maybe it could, but yeah. pay eighty-eight million dollars for a plate. Mm-hmm. Why not? You know. Um, but something like that, because you know, you look at if you're looking just based on the values of two digit versus three digit versus four, mm-hmm. it's gonna come down, right? The rarest mm-hmm. of the rare are two digits in California, okay. right? There's only 1,225 possibilities with letters wow. with letters and numbers. So what's kind of cool to me is that these physical license plates that you're holding in your hand, these are kind of like the JPEGs of the NFT, right? The screenshot of the NFT, but the real value is not in the physical license plate, it's in the paperwork that's behind the plate in the ownership and the registration. So I'm seeing kind of the parallel here. Um, tell us a little bit more about how the documentation works and in the ownership process. The value is in the registration. Mm-hmm. There's no value in just having a plate if you can't put it on your car and use it officially. Yeah, so help me figure out the paperwork process a little bit. I mean, do you have to ha- be a lawyer? Do you have to have some kind of special background or some kind of special connections? Or is this something anybody can do? Can you just tell us a little bit more about that? The paperwork process is actually really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a single page that the DMV has uh, that you can use for a little bit more of like the detailed requests. Yeah, so online, you can go in and you you have to put in your plate that you already have on your car mm-hmm. with the VIN number or last three of your VIN. Mm-hmm. And you have to search for a configuration that comes back as being available. Mm-hmm. So you only have that one shot and you gotta mm-hmm. keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And then you go through and you can you hit you can pay for it online right there. Mm-hmm. And then it gets sent to you directly with a registration sticker and mm-hmm. paperwork. If you use the actual physical sheet of paper, you can go in and say, you can buy a plate for somebody else as mm-hmm. a gift. Mm-hmm. You can have it go to somebody without specifying the car that it's going on to yet. Mm-hmm. And you can put three options just in case your first option isn't available. Because yep. not all the time online, you, the, the availability may not show there online. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility that, oh, maybe it expired already. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone didn't pay for it. But you go in and you asked for, let's say you went in and asked for VG mm-hmm. as your number one choice, mm-hmm. but then you had backups. Yep. There's a sp- possibility VG might be available. You don't yep. know. But then if it isn't, they'll go to your second or your third choice. So one of the reasons you're here with me today is because you were so generous with your time and you actually walked me through a bunch of this paperwork. And I actually reached out to you and I said, you know, do you think you could get my company name, Uh, which is P-R-A-S-A-P, P-R-A-S-A-P. And you actually showed me exactly how to fill out the form. And believe it or not, in just a couple weeks later, I just got the uh, notification that they actually are sending me the plate. So thank you. No problem. Like honestly, the, I guess that's something people don't realize yeah. is that your business can own mm-hmm. a plate if your business owns a car. Yep. Um, and that's essentially how we're doing. You know, some of the business here as well. Uh, you know, to have a the, have the company own various vehicles, and then mm-hmm. that's how we hold some of the plates. Cool. So yeah, and yeah, you can't do it online for the business, mm-hmm. but you can do it with the paperwork for yeah, sure. Yeah, that uh, that paper piece of paper was very valuable. So, and I even texted you. I got the thing. It took about uh, three weeks. I got it from the the DMV, and it says mm-hmm. congratulations. Your new license plate is PRASAP, and you mm-hmm. can pick it up in eight weeks. 
So tell me a little bit about some of the world records that you're actually trying to break right now with these plates that you have. So right now the world record still stands yeah. at 14.3 million. Um, it's 15 years old, that mm -hmm. record. Like it's just aching to be broken. Yeah. And California seems like the place to do it. Mm -hmm. If you adjust it for inflation, it's hovering right around 20 million. Mm -hmm. And so the $24 million listing for Double M still stands. It's mm -hmm. still out there. We still have it. Um, that one would just, you know, blow everyone's mind. And that's the one a lot of people are, 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 are watching. Mm -hmm. Like even like Supercar Blondie did a whole video hmm. on the plate culture and called out mm -hmm. Double M in, in California. Really? It's the only U.S. plate mm -hmm. that I believe that she talked about at that level. Mm -hmm. You know, she talked about, um, I want to say Jeffree Star has a, has a plate or two that she talked about as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that was, so Double M is still the one that I think will destroy all the records that are out there. Cool. Okay, we're gonna come back to MM, but let's take a look at some of the other license plates you brought. And, sure. And just just to give people an idea, not every one of these is 20 million, right? No, so, 20, yeah. and, and value is, I mean, value is always based on what people are willing to pay. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you look at certain things and, and certain words specifically, I think will be popular with other people mm -hmm. and certain buyers, and that's, Recently, we went mm -hmm. viral because of some press coverage of this plate, mm -hmm. which is cash. That's a cool plate. This is awesome. Okay, and this yep. the cool story behind this plate is yep. it's been with the same owner mm -hmm. for over 50 years. The guy's yep. in his 80s. He bought it, I believe, the first day that the DMV started issuing vanity plates. Mm -hmm. And wow. it's actually his, his initials are C-A-S-H. No he, he has four names. Yeah. Wow. So, but but his, his nickname growing up and for everything yeah. was Cash. Okay. And so he's had this on multiple cars over yeah. 53 years. Um, he was an attorney in the Silicon Valley area. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he came up during the whole, you know, dot com boom, all of this, you know, tech, mm -hmm. whatnot. So his, his, his stories are amazing, mm -hmm. right? But now, you know, he's, he sees what he has as something of value. And yeah. so do we, you know, yeah. like if there's a rap star or some performer out there, like this is the ultimate flex. Mm -hmm. And he's asking two million for this play. Okay, so how many cars are even in California? My guess would be around like 10 million. Well, I, as for automobiles, yeah. I think you're close, but mm -hmm. for registered vehicles in general, it's 31 million. And those registered vehicles can feature a personalized plate. Mm -hmm. And so you essentially have 31 million competitors, right? 31 million plates out there that exist at wow. any given time. So if you consider Double M being one of 12, because of symmetrical pairs. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at just two characters alone, that's 1,225 possibilities, I mm -hmm. believe, if the math is right. Um, 35 times 35, because anyway, double zero and OO are the same. Mm -hmm. So you have to, whatever, math. Yeah. But so even then, like, it's so rare in itself to see a two character plate on the road actually registered. Because a lot of them were registered early on and have either, you know, been lost into the ether you know, a lot of times the DMV has takes a long time to reissue plates that have expired. And so, you know, maybe in a few years someone could get really lucky and it just happened to be available. There's a kid actually out there, I think he's 18 or 19, he has XX. He reached out like, what do you think this is worth? I'm like, dude, that's like one of 12. Like that's wow. worth millions of dollars in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's just flexing it on, Good his, for him. on his Lexus, just enjoying it. Good for him. So it seems like you've got some really cool plates in your possession. Is there anybody else out there doing something similar to what you're doing? Are you the, are you the plate broker or is there other people competing in the space? Not at this level, no. 
and uh, I would hope that they would reach out because I think a healthy competition would be good. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's a thing where, you know, we, we have, it's like competing real estate agents. Like you can't, right. you're not always selling the same house, but you all, you know, if they sell it at a certain level, it will only help you. Right. right. Um, and so I think that would be great. There, there is a gentleman in New York City who is list, who listed the plate New York. Cool. And that inspired me at the time. He, mm -hmm. he had, he had listed it on, I think his, his marketing push was why is this Volvo wagon worth $20 million? Mm -hmm. And at the time I believe they had to sell the car I in see. order to transfer the plate. Yeah. And so that was his, his twist on it. Cool. Um, and since then I've referred him a couple people who were selling in New York because I just I didn't want to take on New York. Every state is I see. every state is different. Yeah. And so like the rules I know and the laws that I know are California and Texas. Got it. Okay. So we've been talking about some of these big wins, but I know in all journeys there's also losses. So tell me about some of your biggest losses and maybe some of the opportunity costs and opportunities that you had were placed that you could have bought or maybe opportunities that you passed on and tell us a little bit about some of the missed chances that you've had. So Texas has state-funded auctions and the only way you can resell a plate mm -hmm. in Texas is if you bought it at auction. Mm -hmm. Here you could resell any plate as yeah. long as you, you have a current registration. Mm -hmm. So at the time, uh, the, there was an auction, I want to say four years ago, five years ago now, 2018, they were auctioning, auctioning the number eight, just one number. Wow. And that was amazing to me. And mm -hmm. I said, you know what, I'm going to try. And I put up an $8,000 bid, just kind of a symbolic mm -hmm. bid. Um, and it ended up going for just under 11000 And had I bought that plate, I could have probably sold it for a quarter million dollars. Ooh. There was a gentleman who reached out recently asking me to help him locate it. And mm -hmm. I, you know, legally I can't f go and find ownership sure. information. So I found, you know, I found the general area where it was and had, yeah. you know, some people looking for it. But yeah, he won. He would have, he would have spent probably a quarter million. Wow. So you actually burned yourself on about 240, 250K there. But don't feel too bad because I feel I'm in a similar position. Another reason we started talking is because I used to be into license plates myself and I was in Illinois and I actually had this plate right here. I got CEO and I never bothered to register it. I didn't even know how. And that's part of the reason I wanted to talk to you. So how much do you think a plate like this would be worth today? A lot. <laughs> oh man. In Illinois, I mean, there's, there's some money out there, right? Yeah. Chicago, people, Chicago, yeah. You know, some athletes, business athletes, owners. Athletes. I mean, David Dobrik's from Illinois. And the guy who owns Citadel, what's his name? He's like the richest guy in the state. Mm -hmm. He's a big CEO. So, I mean, you're probably looking at mid six figures, if not more. Ooh, just because I didn't know how to fill out the paperwork. Yeah, that, I mean, that plate here, oh man, I would say you're seven or eight. Ooh, figures. so, well, so. at least I had some fun with it. Right. <laughs> and I had it on a great car, but it's a cool plate, right? I had it on a 2009 Audi R8 with a CEO plate, and it was one of the most shared cars on social media, especially in Chicago. Uh, I'd park outside a restaurant and my friends would be texting me and being like, you're not gonna believe who took a picture of your card and shared it on social media. So there's a ton of value in having a really cool plate and especially if it's on a really cool car. So uh, before we run out of time here, show me like a, a couple of the other plates you brought and I wanna call out some celebrities that you think sure. this might be a good fit for. So another one, that, so 
aside from my plates yeah. that I own myself, I've listed some for some people as yeah. well. And this plate is perfect for, you know, look where we are in West Hollywood. Man, that's a cool right? one. Cinema. And this cool this is this is cool because this was owned by a producer and director named Paul Aratow. And he passed away in twenty fifteen, but before doing so he actually gave this plate to his daughter. Wow. And so we're trying to get this plate sold for her kind of as his legacy and that's cool there are photos of him showing up at the oscars with this on his car wow um it's really cool and we listed that one for 18 oh one sorry 18 1.8 million ninety five thousand so it's essentially the year that cinema was born 1895 wow and so that was just a symbolic well way so there's like a lot it. of some symbolism in the pricing here mm -hmm. you there's not actually like a, a full market to how to price these things. So you're just kind of coming up with prices and a lot of times the prices seem symbolic like with cinema. So that's really cool. Let's see Let's see a couple of, do you got sure. any, anything else in there? I do, I brought, where was this one? This one recently. TF. Nice, TF, so that's TF. a two letter, really this cool is a two, two letter, letter one. Um, yeah. I have a, a, a working relationship with a, a autom automobile dealership called Tactical Fleet. Yep. And they've believed in my project from the beginning. Yep. They let me come and, and take photos on their inventory. Yeah. They opened a Beverly Hills store after, they were founded in, in Texas, but they opened a Beverly Hills store. They were actually cool. a sponsor of, of, yeah. of the uh, rally that you were in. Yeah, they were Legends part of the rally. whole Daniel Mac ecosystem Yeah, too. and so this, you know, I've been talking with them and seeing if they see it, if they see the value in it as a, as a marketing piece. Yeah. Um, if not, you have like Tom Ford, you have Teddy Fresh, like yeah. others, other fashion forward, very trendy brands that might be into it. Yeah. Um, but with Double M, like we're, we want to talk about calling people out. Yeah. Like one of the first people I thought when with Double M was was Money Mayweather. Ooh, Money Mayweather. Right? You think about you've that. He's got the money. Like, he's got the money, but yep. also like we have cash. We have Double M. Um, a guy called me last night. He has the plate Boss. Like nice. you package those three together. I mean, it's talk about a flex. The guy yeah. buys cars in, in black and white just because he wants, you know, he likes the car to buy two at the same time. Mm -hmm. So he, he, uh, there's MM for him. I have MM in Texas. Like he wants two double M's. I got them both. Wow. That's really cool. Um, People are going to want to know where they can see the inventory. Do you have a website or a catalog or how can they f find more information about this? I do. Uh, it's pla it's platebroker.com, a YouTube channel coming, platebroker, um, TikTok, platebroker. Cool. It's, yeah, it's pretty much everywhere is, is plate broker. All right, point. any last people you want to call out that should, I do for Double these? M? There's one. Yeah. There's two more people I yeah. want to call out for uh -oh. Double M. It's yeah. a competition two, now. Two more. Yeah. yeah. There's a brand and a and, and, and a person. Okay, so let's hear it. Mimi Morris, okay. from Bling Empire. Bling Empire. Okay. Okay. She can afford it. She can afford it, yeah. and also she can rock this. Yeah. Man, she's got the roles. She's got all the cars. Yeah. She likes her cars. But also Mercedes Maybach. Oh, okay. Because Maybach is opening their atelier stores across the world. Okay. And if they could have in their showroom the yeah. world's most valuable license plate, I think it's a good flex. That's a great so, PR move. This is a good PR move. And they could write it off as a marketing experience. I was just going to ask, is that tax deductible for marketing? I'm not, a, I'm not an accountant, but yeah. I would think that if you're spending marketing dollars and yeah. using it as a marketing piece, yeah. you, are, you essentially have a marketing expense and a depreciable asset. All right, guys. Well, you heard it here. I just want to say thanks so much for being on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Vito Glazer's After Dark, live from West Hollywood, California. Big thanks to my guest, Michael Modecki, the plate broker. Make sure to check him out online and on YouTube at the plate broker. Uh, and make sure to tune in next time. Thanks.
Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to our latest episode of Vito Glazer's After Dark, live from the Soho House in West Hollywood, California. And if you enjoyed tonight's episode and you'd like to know how you can support us, I invite you to check out one of our affiliate partners, Try Carrot. Carrot is an influencer black card. It's the first charge card and credit card that's built around underwriting your social media audience in order to approve you for your credit limit. It's really cool and really innovative financially. And on top of that, the Black Card gives you access to some amazing events. Like they did a casino night in downtown LA. They do all kinds of influencer support groups and influencer opportunities. So if that's something that you're interested in, if you're an influencer or you're an entrepreneur that is active on social media and you would like to check out a really cool credit card or charge card, uh, I got approved for up to $15,000. You can apply for free at influencerblackcard.com. So again, if you enjoyed the episode tonight and you'd like to learn how you can support us without having to spend any money at all. You can apply for free. I invite you to check out influencerblackcard.com. And if you have any questions about it, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Vito Glazers and I can tell you all about it.